What's up? Um, good morning, everybody. I'm like, ooh, I did not get, I did not get good sleep last night. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, but what's good, everybody? Welcome, welcome. Uh, I'm not gonna take too much time today, but I just did want to hang out for a little bit, just kind of talk with everybody, just chill uh, this morning. Yes, as the title implies, you know, we're gonna be talking about LG. LG has left the building, and it's really, <clears throat> really sad for me to to say it in that light. You know, because uh, yes, over the years, um, LG hasn't really marketed itself. Um, you know, to be very competitive, their aggression in the market game it, it went down. Uh, what's up, Mill Hustles? going on that's a sad day it is because i don't think you know that there are people who grasp the severity of losing lg in this in this market space uh while those people who never really like lg are celebrating they're you know talking about like lg sucks and, and all these different things you know you kind of forget that the less you have in a competitive race, the less innovation, the less options there will be, right? I mean, the outside of iOS, which is Android, the, one of the pride about Android is options, right? Android open source. So OEMs can do as they please with the Android software. And you pretty much had your options. You can go Samsung, you can go LG, you can go Motorola, you could go Kyocera. I mean, when you look at it today, it's not really that anymore. You don't see that competitiveness anymore. I have no idea what their profit loss or their profit and loss is, but they sell a ton of budget devices. Looking in hindsight, I wonder what would have happened if, if they stuck to selling budget devices, especially in here in the US. Um, who knows? I mean, 
you know, really in in the budget scene, it was really more of like LG versus Motorola, right? Like Motorola hasn't even really put out a, a decent flagship in a couple of years. I mean, the closest thing that, you know, some would say to it would be like the Motorola Ace 5G. Um, I don't even know if I would classify that as like, you know, flagship, but you know, Motorola came out with, you know, with the Moto G Stylus and then a second variation of it this year, 2021, the Moto G Stylus 2021. You have uh, the Moto G Power. Uh, these devices were, you know, mid-range budget. On the LG side, you had the LG Velvet. Um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, well, you had like the, L- the, the LG K series. Uh, a couple of those, but they weren't really marketed all that well. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting thought, you know. What if like what if LG just stuck to it, you know stuck to the budget division, the mid range budget division, and just went there? I mean, to a lot of people, the LG Velvet was a sign of the worst things to come for LG. You know, it was uh, the LG Velvet, literally spec nearly the same as the Pixel Five. Uh, well, not nearly, but just in the fact that they opted for a 700 series uh, Snapdragon chipset rather than going with an 800 series chip in the Velvet. But a lot of people had said that the Velvet is actually pretty good. Those people that actually ended up getting one. Uh, I think it was a uh, you know, longtime person that uh, used to uh, be on these live streams here watching. Uh, her name was Kathy. And uh, very nice lady. Just want to say to Kathy that, you know, we miss you here. You know, hopefully we see you again on YouTube. Um, but she got the LG Velvet and she was loving the phone. Uh, that's somebody that I trust to get their opinion on the, the LG Velvet. And um, yeah, man, it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm still I'm still baffled because like right here in the U.S., we have our perception of these companies, right? We have our perception of Samsung. We have our perception of LG. Um, and that perception that's casted quite a bit, you know, people look at it like Samsung is like the very, very top end, and LG is like the copycat always behind them two steps in the shadow. That's not the case in if you were to go to South Korea. That's not the case. LG is really huge out there really huge and, and and you know one of the things that i like about lg is that they're they're a huge company but they also tend to show their quirky sides of things right like you look at the lg wing and you say to yourself that's that's a bit weird you know <laughs> a swiveled screen t-shaped like no one's doing that no samsung has their 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 fold and um, you know, but I'm always doing the the, the swivel dis- swivel display. But you even look back before that, and uh, and this me and this is the reason why for this live stream the thumbnail I used the LG Aka uh, for the thumbnail because when I think LG, I remember to the time of the LG Aka. It never made its way to the United States, and I'm sure if you got one imported in, it wouldn't work on any of the carriers, hardly, because maybe it doesn't support the same bands that the carriers have here. 
maybe it would work, but it wouldn't work to like 100%, you know, high performance capacity with uh, network connectivity just because of the, the different bands that they use in South Korea versus what we use here in the United States. Um, but I always wanted one of those. You know, it, 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 was, it was crazy just to see um, the LG Aka and, and like what LG was trying to do with it. And really was different from what a lot of other companies were doing, right? Like a lot of companies were just more interested in pumping out a phone, maybe a slight change here, maybe a front facing flash, you know, those types of things. And LG's like, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're going to put one out. Um, it's going to come with the little action figure thing. Your phone's going to have personality. When you dock it in into the the, the front uh, sleeve, you're going to see these eyes pop up on the top of the display. And the eyes will tell you if your phone is dying because if, if the eyes look sleepy, obviously that means your battery is running low. But when you charge it up and it's like 100% capacity, you'll see the eyes of the character. And there's like four characters, right? Like Yo-Yo and um, Soul, uh, Eggy. I forgot what the other one's name is. But yeah. I mean, no one was doing that. <laughs> no company was doing that. It was just, it was weird. But at the same time, too, it was like, I mean, at least for me, I can kind of see the humor and all that and what they were initially trying to do. You know, you, you go to Japan, you go to South Korea, you know, you, you go you go to these Asian countries and the culture and lifestyle is different. So something like that from LG is not looked upon as embarrassing it's looked upon as fun and um you know sadly we have our perceptions here in the u.s and so i guess with, with, with lg and the way that they looked at it they figured that that phone wouldn't sell here like it wouldn't like kids here would be interested in it but um the adults wouldn't be you know it would be um too embarrassing to rock a phone like that and i don't know i really wish things weren't like that i really wish the phone made its way here to the u.s i mean you think back on all the phones that that the lg has has pumped out from back in the day i mean we're talking the optimus series that was like a mid-range budget series the lg optimus i mean you had the lg optimus v on virgin mobile i had one of those i had the lg optimus slide there was the LG Optimus F3. Um, there was the LG Optimus Elite. You know, kind of think about those days with that. Um, even when LG started shifting track a little bit and, and focusing on their flagship, and they had like you know the LG, the the LG G series, right? You know, um, and of course their quirky idea of placing the volume button and power button on the back of the phone. That was another thing, too. Um, it didn't catch on. Other brands didn't copy them. But there were those people who used LG devices and actually thought that was a great place to place it. Because you're holding your phone. You're holding your phone and your fingers naturally resting back here. So controlling the volume, volume down, volume up. And in the center of it is power button. You know, it worked for some people. Yes, I brought out my, my Nexus 4, which is made by LG. Also, the uh, Nexus 5X, which was made by LG. And the last, um, the very last uh, collaboration with Google 
the uh, Pixel 2 XL. Uh, I think that, that time was crazy because we got the XL model. This was done by LG. The the smaller size model was done uh, with the HTC development team. LG Curve, weird looking, great performer. Yes, the uh, LG G Flex and the G Flex 2 were also interesting and unique phones. And I think it was what the, the LG G Flex 2 had the self-healing back. So, like, if you took a knife and you purposely cut the back of the G-Flex, then, yeah, it wasn't, the scratch wasn't going to go away. But if you got, like, little micro-scratches from, like, having your keys in your pocket with your phone, apparently the back was able to self-heal or, like, self-hide these uh, scratches so they weren't, they weren't so noticeable. You know, the smaller details like that, I think people forgot just how invested LG was in the smartphone game. They, they tend to forget, you know some of the things that that LG brought to the game. Like even the LG G8 was a very underrated phone. I mean, people looked at the the unlock capabilities of that phone to unlock uh, by reading your veins in your hand, your, your, your blood vessels, your veins and stuff. What's up, Isaac? And that was a totally different type of biometric security, right? Because the, the normal is your fingerprint. And the, the fingerprint's been used for a long time. It's still used today. It's still, because of today and the, the fact that we wear masks and stuff like that, the fingerprint sensor is, you know, the more um, the more optimal choice uh, if you want to unlock your phone quickly. Now, you know, of course, face recognition came into play, but that was able to be duped with a photo. You know, like Motorola would tout that they had a face recognition unlock. But that only just really like look for your face. You can hold a photo. You can hold one phone up with your photo to the phone, and it would unlock. You know, the only one that really like like actually like did a three D map of your face was the iPhone with Face ID. Later on, the the Pixel Four um, with its sensors did the same thing. So LG and the G Eight using the vessels and, and veins in your hands to identify who you are just by holding your hand up to it unlocked it that was a crazy idea and it would work because the veins and stuff in my hand wouldn't be identical to what's in your hand like the patterns the way it, the way it grew and everything it's not identical to anybody else so it could pass for biometric security Do you even have to give it up to the LG Stylo series? All right. The, the, the LG Stylo series, it was a great fit into the mobile market during the time where the Galaxy Note was making a huge impact on the smartphone market and people were just like gunning for it. People were willing to put themselves in an 18-month payment plan for the Galaxy Note or 24-month payment plan. But there were some people that was just like, I'm not going to do a payment plan and I'm not going to spend close to $1,000. So what can I get that has a stylus for me to use with the phone instead of having to go purchase one from a Walgreens or a CVS or anything like that? And LG came out with the the G Stylo. In Korean, it's the, it's the LG Stylus. 
here in the U.S. It's called a stylo. And I remember when that phone hit the market and I was like, my mentality was like, I got to have one. But it wasn't for YouTube views. It wasn't to unbox on YouTube. It just, I thought the phone looked pretty badass and I wanted one. Even though Boost Mobile only had the 8 gig variant and Metro got the 16 gig variants, you know, that still didn't stop me from wanting to get it. And I was with Boost Mobile and Boost Mobile worked for me. So I got the stylo. And, uh, you know, with the help, um, I forgot, I forgot what his channel is called now. He changed the name of his channel, but, um, he used to kind of talk about mobile tech too. And, um, you know, he and I would do research on like how to modify the LGG stylo. We found a way to root it. We found a way to, uh, open up, um, adoptable storage and all kinds of stuff like we, we did a lot of work on the on the g stylo and um but the g stylo filled that void for a lot of people a lot of people that didn't want to go with the galaxy note because it was too expensive and even though it didn't have the um the exact uh you know the, like the s pen features <clears throat> you still had some features you can play around with on the uh on the stylo you know the the pen pop um, like when you pull the, the stylus out of the stylo, a little side menu would pop up and you would have all these different things that you could do with it, which was very similar to what you could do with the, the original Galaxy Note. You know, it wasn't until the further iterations of the Galaxy Note series is when they started like bringing stuff with the S Pen, like the click button on the S Pen and all that stuff. Um, so you can say like the G stylo was very comparable to the very first Galaxy Note where you can do notes and stuff like that, screenshot, and then draw on your um, screenshot, do edits or whatever, take notes with a little notepad. There is a lot you can do. One of my favorite things to do with the Stylo series was uh, there was a game that I, that I would play a lot on the Nintendo DS, and um, eventually that game was ported over for Android phones, and the name of the game, laugh if you will, was Cooking Mama. And it was a fun little quirky game and you just, you would like cook these meals, but you would have to like, you know, prep the food, cut up the, the meats or the veggies or whatever, you have to cook it in a frying pan. And your goal was to, was to, to hit as perfect as you could prepping the meal and cooking the meal without um, butchering the ingredients or burning the meal when you're cooking it. And the stylo made it really fun to play that game because you use the stylo for the different tasks you had to do in your steps to, you know, creating this meal that you're going to cook. And um, very similar to like the DS with the DS stylus. I mean, you use the stylus on the DS to play that game. So you could do that with the G stylo, you know, with the, the, the stylus. It just, it was really fun to play it on there. I had no problems playing Cooking Mama on my, my G stylo. The, the G stylo 2, you know, changed you know a little bit of the dynamics and went for you know thinner body style um but it still kept that volume rocker power button on the back um i believe it was what the stylo 3 that introduced uh biometric i think it was and i think it was in the stylo 2 or the stylo 2 plus something like that 
I know there was a premium version, I think, of the Style of Two or Style of Three, one of those two. And I know the Style of Three more than likely had the uh, yeah, it had the it had the biometric fingerprint on the back, but they went away with the volume rocker slash uh, power button combo on the back. They went back to traditions. Man, keep it real. LG is trash. You didn't even purchase an LG phone. Everybody knows it's all about Samsung and Apple. Period. Even phones you had by LG in the past didn't stay, didn't stay loyal. Well, that's because I'm not loyal to a brand. And I mean that your statement is like pretty subjective, man. That's uh, that's your opinion on it. You know, so you feel like LG is trash, then it's trash. You move for you, it's okay that it's gone. Man, it's going back to it. Um, but yeah, the style of mine was was a was a great filler for those that didn't want to spend a lot of money for the Galaxy Note. They can have a phone that had a stylus. And that's to be true because Motorola eventually adopted that when they came out with the Moto G stylus. So bringing a mid-ranger that had a stylus but wasn't going to break your wallet, Motorola adopted that. So there are a lot of good things that LG brought and like, there was a lot of things that LG failed about. I mean, one of the big, more notable LG fails was the LG G5. And that was during the era where everyone was trying to go modular, right? When we found out about Project Aura and, you know, um, Google demoed Project Aura being able to take a picture with the camera. All of a sudden, modular phones just became the thing that they were trying to go towards. You know, you had uh, Motorola who who decided to go with the Moto mods that would just snap to the back of your phone to change the dynamic of your phone. Like you had a mod for project uh, projector, the uh, projector. You had a mod for speaker. You know, you had a mod for additional camera. Um, Motorola went that route, and and LG tried to go modular. Uh, theirs was a little bit different because, of course, you know, um, you had to pull down. You had to pull down on um, on the bottom. That would power off your phone because you were also disconnecting the battery. So it's not like you could have like, swapped mods while the phone was on. You had to actually have your phone off. We all know your JD driver is an iPhone and Galaxy Ultra. So unless these trash phone companies are paying you top dollar to lie about their phones. I see you didn't go back to the style of that is trash. Um, yeah, I didn't go back to the stylo, but that doesn't mean it's trash. And uh, no, I don't have a, um, what do you call it? The, uh, what do you say? Oh, the Galaxy Ultra? No, I don't have a Samsung device. I don't use Samsung. Close, no cigar. Actually, it's Pixel 5 is uh, what I use. And uh, Dorian Grimes, you're very aggressive this morning. Are you sad that LG's gone and you're taking it out on the world? What's happening here? You know, because uh, you're very aggressive this morning. <laughs> I mean, but of course, you know, I expected this to happen only because there's a lot of people that's talking about it. There's more YouTubers that's going to talk about um, LG going away. And so, yeah, there's, it's, it's, you know, within that moment straight out so um but yeah the g5 was a total fail when it came to trying to get in on on, on modularity and uh it didn't really work out plus two 
the engineering on LG G5, you know, pretty much showed that LG's quality control kind of went downhill. You had certain G5s that when you did plug in the bottom of the phone with the battery in it, because you could also buy an extra battery. So if your battery died, you could easily pop out the battery, switch to another one, pop it in, power your phone on, and you're good. Problem was, was that like that, that bottom piece that would snap to the bottom of the phone, it wasn't lined up right. And uh, some people were pointing out there was gaps. It was like a crooked slant of a cut. It was just very bad. And I think that was like one of the first uh, first times that I ever seen that like LG got really, really, really bad publicity. But that was that was at their own fault, though. You know, when you're a company at that caliber, your your quality control should be top notch. LG is not a small company. Uh, by no means is it a small company. It's been around for years. It's been around before smartphones was a thing, right? We had LG flip phones. We had the LG Rumor series, which was you know a feature phone, slide out corded keyboard. I think it was like the the LG Rumor the LG Rumor 2 and then you had the LG Rumor Touch and then there was a follow up the, the LG Rumor Flex that came after that and all those were like slide out, slide out corded keyboards and things like that um, so the LG has been around for a long time there should have been no reason why the G5 had these small issues I call them small issues but to you know that's that's subjective to me i consider them small issues but somebody who's paying top dollar for a phone like that is going to count that as a very big issue um <laughs> the lg fold was trash no update lg seems to always be last to the plate they had a fold I know, I know the Samsung Galaxy had a fold. I know LG doesn't really have a fold. They have, well, I mean, they, they have these cases like for the LG Velvet and the V60 and you snap that into the case and the the case has a screen that's clamshelled. When you have it closed, the outer display shows the display itself. When you unfold it, it acts as a dual display. But I mean, yeah. Um, so the, the G5 was just like, nah just wasn't uh wasn't on par uh the g6 didn't have marketing behind it really so we just started to see like lg slack on uh on marketing um the g7 kind of made a small little buzz but i think one of the biggest one of one of the biggest buzzes on the lg g7 was the fact that um you know, it was it was on Google Fi, and that was like weird because Google Fi was starting to make its stamp in the uh, in the the mobile service provider space. So G7 was on there along with the the V35 ThinQ. Um, but the G6, I also felt was slightly underrated. That dual display was garbage. Okay, I mean, again, Dorian, that's subjective, and you know, I mean, if, if you're just here just to like constantly over and over say that LG's trash um, why be here and watch that's my question to you now that I don't understand but anyways the G6 to me I thought was slightly underrated I mean the, the body style of the phone and everything and the way that it was built out it seemed decent LG Music was a good flip phone too I don't even remember the LG music. You're bringing up phones that I totally forgot about. 
Yeah, in 2004, that was way back in the day. That was way back in the day. Um, but the Gene 6 was, uh, to me, I thought it was like it was, it was pretty nice, body style wise and everything like that. It looked appealing. Um, there wasn't too much issues reported with the G6, but the only problem with the G6, like I said, was marketing. Marketing wasn't there. LG wasn't marketing their phones aggressively like how Samsung was. Um, painfully Honest Tech said this not too long ago, and, and I agree with him on this statement. Um, Samsung was the only company that was willing to spend as much money to market their phones. They were the only ones to spend as much money to try to, and build their phones absolutely premium. It's LG, uh, not LG, but Samsung is the only one that really kind of like kept up with, with, with Apple. Going back to work. All right, man, take it easy, man. Enjoy your day at work, bro. They were the, they were the only ones to do it. Uh, which is the reason why, as, as the smartphone wars ended, the dust settles, as uh, what Painfully Honest Tech said. Uh, while the rest of the ones are limping away from battle, the only two that's actually walking away is uh, Apple and Samsung. But now a lot of people are afraid of like the duopoly of just Samsung and Apple. There's no only choices, really. I mean, because like the Google Pixels, no matter like how much I cover them and other fans of the Google Pixels cover these devices, to the masses, they look at it and they're like, it's a Google phone. And that's pretty much about it. Like they don't know too much of what it can do or what the whole point is behind it. Because for the longest time, Samsung has always been synonymous with Android when someone was like what kind of phone you got they would say it's an android phone it's samsung but they say it's android um on the other side for ios they only have one phone that's the iphone there is no um motorola phone running ios or anything like that so the last one standing in all this is literally samsung and uh and apple and honestly, that 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 hurts the smartphone market to see LG go. It hurts it hurts the market because those that are not a fan of Samsung and One UI, maybe they're not a fan of you know um, the constant different types of applications. Like with Samsung, you have Samsung Messages, you get Android Messages, you get like uh, the Samsung got you know, the Galaxy App Store, then you have the Play Store. And it's just, you know, it's like, it's bloatware. And that's one of the things that people used to be so adamant about that they didn't like on any smartphone was bloatware. So there's some people that is like, okay, you know, um, LG's UI has less bloatware than one UI. And they would, you know, they would go with, with LG. Um, even though that's in, like in the mid-range market, in the mid-range space, you know, they would just... It's like LG, Motorola, LG, Motorola, Kyocera, you know, HTC. It was just like, that was the pool that you had to pick from like mid-rangers and budgets, right? The HTC Desire, um, you know, the Moto, the, the Moto G series. You had um, LG with the X-Power, with the X-Charge, uh, with the K-Series. But now that that's cut away. So one of the things that I firmly believe when it comes to business, I believe that when there's less competition, everything starts to slow down because other companies are too relaxed now. 
Like for instance, if you if you go to the to South Korea and you look at the market over there, Samsung and LG battle for supremacy in in South Korea, and LG actually is is very well popular in South Korea, which is its home base. Once that's gone, which it is now, Samsung is not is they're not going to look and and think that they need to step you know step it up a notch. And in their home base, they're not really going to feel like that because there's really no no major competition now. LG's gone. I mean, I'm sure there's other companies in South Korea that have never made their way to the United States. You know, we can't just presume that that all they have is LG and Samsung there. Uh, but you know, globally, LG and Samsung is recognized. And when you when you have less competition, stuff slows down. Companies get too comfortable. They feel like, okay, you know what? I can take a breather. Let me relax. Let me put out this phone. I mean, like, what? They're already. Uh, was it? I read that uh, there's a rumor leak of the of the Samsung Galaxy A8 A82. I was gonna get tongue tied there. And um, you know, Samsung pretty much like trying to flood the market all the way through, right? The Galaxy S series. Uh, no Note series this year, but they said that the Note series is not done. So that uh, you have that series this year. You have all these different variations of the A series, from like the A51, A52, A72. Um, yeah. Then you have like the A8, the A82, and it's just it's crazy. They're 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 starting to take that that area that the LG was in for so long, but I mean, then there's there's no competition to for anyone to really drive it. I mean, right now, as much as I like Google Pixels, I can't say that they're at that level where they're going to push any of these major companies like Apple and Samsung to have a run for its money. As a matter of fact, right now Google's in no in no position to even aggressively compete against Samsung since Samsung pretty much worked with them in tandem of creating the GS101. And that is, um, you know, the processing chip that the Pixel 6 and I believe if it is the 6XL are both going to have in them. So the Pixel stepping away from Qualcomm as far as for a processing chip, Samsung pretty much worked in tandem with them to help them develop their own processing chips. And Samsung has its own chip, the Exynos, Google kind of worked with them on it. So it's like you you won't really see Google aggressively compete against them. And I'm pretty sure on that, because you look at the companies such as Google Fi, which is the MVNO that uses T-Mobile US Cellular, and Fi doesn't even aggressively compete against T-Mobile. But why would it? Because that is the, the network that provides them connectivity. I mean, you have US Cellular, but you know US Cellular is not nationwide. LG even even knows when to throw in the towel. Yeah, obviously, right? But is there anything else that you can say beyond that point, or like what? What is your sole purpose? I'm giving you the floor. And I mean something real to say other than LG trash and LG's gone and LG threw in the towel. Christine text said the same. All right, man. Thanks. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's just like, you know, just wanting to get a, a reaction out of me or whatever, but yeah, that type of stuff doesn't really bother me. You know, bother me. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. And bam, you're gone. Um, yeah, what's up, Gene? What's going on, man? <laughs> what's up? Just a nostalgic live stream about LG. But yeah, um, with LG out of the picture, the Pixel is not going to contend against Samsung since Samsung helped them a lot with their processing chip and also with them being able to do the uh, foldable technology uh, with the Pixel Fold. So Motorola hasn't pumped out a flagship in a long time, in a very long time. And uh, yeah, Huawei's out the game because of all the issues with... Uh, with china and the u.s so what do we really have i mean lg in my opinion could have been the one that actually could have went toe-to-toe -to -toe with uh with these with these major brands i just don't understand their reasoning behind things why they stopped aggressively marketing their phones because the, the lgv series was decent a lot of people like the lgv series i mean when the v10 first came i was like whoa that's a pretty crazy phone course it had a, it's a little quirks problems or whatever whatnot you know but they weren't major i think like the only complaint a lot of people had was the fingerprint sensor not working when you had the phone in the case but if you if you took the phone out of the case then the fingerprint sensor works um so i mean <laughs> you know you had a b series you had you had the g series some of the uh, the lgg phones were really good you had the stylo series that brought you know, a stylus paired with the phone form factor to a mid-range market instead of flagship like the Galaxy Note. You had uh, the K series that, you know, little um, like low-end mid-rangers to budget kind of filled that void. <laughs> Is ZTE and Xiaomi banned in the U.S.? Um, no. They're not, at least from what I know, I haven't heard anything about them being banned. I know ZTE did for a while only because of um, one of the board members and uh, her connection with another company. So something to that, to that factor. Plus, ZTE broke some protocol or whatever. But I'm pretty sure ZTE rectified that and uh, were reinstated for sales in the U.S. That's the last that I heard uh, for any type of ban on them. Uh, the ban got lifted. As far as Xiaomi, um, I don't think there's a ban on them at all. It's just they're not they're not marketed to be sold here. So like a lot of people who do get Xiaomi phones buy it directly from the website, right? Like we don't have like T-Mobile, Verizon, AT&T really doing any joint partnerships with Xiaomi to sell their phones in store. No. Uh, Hey, Maverick, what's going on? LG will be missed. They gave consumers a third option, and now there's a duopoly between Samsung and Crapple in the smartphone market. LG and HTC, rest in peace. Yeah. Should have been here earlier where I had somebody, who was it, Dorian, Dorian Grimes TV, was so mad at LG and literally over and over commented about being trash. I gave him the ground to speak. And after that, he left. So I was like, okay, 
got blocked, but <laughs> I gave him the ground to say what he wanted to say, and it's just over and over, LG's trash. And like, with smartphones, it's subjective, and when people act that, act that way, you know, really just, it's crazy. Why be loyal to a specific brand, you know? They also sell ZTE devices on track phone. I mean, yeah, this they do. I mean, Boost Mobile was one was one of the big um, sellers of ZTE, and so was Metro. Um, but even then, like ZTE and all of them, they didn't have that that status that LG has. Yeah, you caught the end. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't feed too much into that negativity or get riled up. There's no reason to, you know. But yeah, um, I'm just like, it is. It is very sad. It is very sad that Samsung and Apple is pretty much it. That's pretty much it. ZTE got banned, um, and then the ban got lifted. So I mean, I don't know because I know there's there's a there's like visible cell zte devices here in the u.s like current ones not old ones current ones so i mean if there was a ban on zte then visible wouldn't have any to sell so they were banned and they did what was needed to be done to get the ban lifted off of them paying their fine and changing up part of its business practice and they were reinstated so they were they're just not permanently and they're back So, um, where do we go from here now? That LG is out of the game. Where do we go from here? You know, like Maverick point out, it's Samsung and it's Apple now. You know, because HTC tried to come back with the U series, the U11. You know, they they tried, but it it didn't catch on. HTC had seen its better days and had to slowly walk that lonely path towards the sunset and LG if you want to put it in context of an analogy LG just performed the harakiri which is uh, I don't know if anyone knows about you know the Japanese culture or anything like that but Ronin warriors and stuff like that uh, samurai when they failed at a duty that was tasked to them by the shogun um, in failure they were it was like a it was a move of suicide And um, yeah, LG pulled the plug on itself. And it's sad because, like, I mean, I brought these out here. Like, I, I could have gone through my, you know, through my storage and found the Stylo series I have. I mean, the LG Nexus, uh, I call it the LG Nexus because it was made by LG, but the Nexus Four made by LG, solid phone. Yes, it's only three G capable, um, but LG put some time into this. Literally put some time into this phone, but you know, with what it had. I'm watching this on my LG G8X. I've had many LG phones. I am one of the few, um, one of the few who realized that LG phones could do 95% of what Samsung's could do for way less of a price. And LG did some things better. Exactly, Hugo. Exactly. I agree with your statement there. And that was that was one of the things. That's one of the things about LG is that, you know, if there were things that Samsung did, you can find them with an LG most of the time. And it, it didn't cost you so much. Or uh, they did something better. Didn't most LG phones boot loop though? Um, If I remember correctly, 
I think I heard at some point in time I did hear about LG phones boot looping. Unfortunately, I guess I was lucky enough that with the LG devices that I have, I never gone through that problem. Um, I know during the the G Stylo, a lot of people reported boot looping on that phone, but when they communicated with me outside of YouTube, it was always they were trying to root and try to put a custom ROM on their phone, even though there wasn't much development on the G Stylo, they tried and they ended up uh, soft bricking their phone. So yeah, a lot of people take to social platforms and they will say things like the phone boot loops or the phone does this or does that, but they don't ever really explain if they've done anything to the phone at all to modify it. So sometimes it is exactly what they say. It just, the phone just out of nowhere, just like fell into a boot loop and it's constantly going like that. But even then, LG had made it possible for people to fix that without having to send your phone to LG to have it repaired. I mean, you had... Who the heck is calling me? Yeah, ignore the call. But anyways, um, the... Uh, you think it was uh, the Nexus 6P? The Nexus 6P was made by... Um, by Huawei wasn't made by LG. The Nexus 5X was made by LG, and this did it didn't it didn't have a boot loop issue for this one because of the way the processing chip is. So um, people reported that it wasn't booting on, and uh, one of the things that they had to do was they and this was really weird, but I swear this is what they did. They took a blow dryer. And they heated up the back of the phone to where the processor chip is located to heat the chip up. And then when they powered the phone on, it would actually boot on. Um, so there were those people who de who developed custom ROMs for the Nexus 5X. And one of the things they did was they developed a ROM and the kernel. And what it did was it it shut down the uh, the two the two bigger cores in the processing chip. So only the four smaller cores were functional and the phone would boot on all the time. But of course you would lose performance and power by doing that. Um, I luckily, like I said, I've luckily never experienced that issue. This phone, I haven't modified the, um, the chip at all. So all the cores fire when I turn this phone on. As a matter of fact, I was able to flash this phone up to Android 10 and use the Nexus 5X on Android 10, which was a decent experience that I, you know, I would say, but of course it is still outdated hardware, like the camera sensor and everything like that. So a lot of the things that were prevalent in Android 10 that made Android 10, you know, good, I wasn't able to get that experience with the Nexus 5X. Let's see. I have the LG G2 and the LG V30 Plus. Both are running immaculate. The LG V30 Plus correction. Yeah. LG wasn't wasn't horrible at all. Um, I think some people's expectations was they looked at LG and they expected it to be exactly like Samsung. And that's one of the other things that, that led to, to LG's fall. Some people just have this, this idea where it's like, okay, you know, I don't want to spend $1,200 on a Galaxy Note. But I expect the LG Stylo 4, the LG Stylo 5 to perform exactly like the Galaxy Note. And it's like, when you come in with that type of expectations, of course it's going to be a letdown. 
See, the thing is that LG is only good at being LG. Just like Samsung is only good at being Samsung and, and Pixels are only good at being Pixels and iPhones are only good at being iPhones. When you have an expectation to try to use another brand to substitute for a brand that, you know, let's be honest here and, and be straight, maybe you can't afford it. And so that's why you're not getting it. You set yourself up to, for disappointment when it does not perform of what you want it to. And yes, there are people who do that. They try to live their life vicariously through other things. I can't get an iPhone, so let me get something that's similar to an iPhone and expect it to behave like an iPhone, but it's not an iPhone. And it will do the same thing. I can't get a Galaxy, so let me get this LG that has the UI and everything that looks like a like a Samsung. And I'm like, I'm gonna expect it to perform like like the Samsung Galaxy. And it's like, nope. They get all disappointed. You know, because if people are going to say uh, performance is trash on LG, I mean, to a degree, you can on that because you have to look at uh, software optimization. Um, when you, you know, if you're going to say it's 100% garbage and you're comparing it to a Samsung device that are, that both are using the same processing chip, that's a little far fetched, a little out of bounds, in my opinion. The only thing that would make a play is the software, software optimization, right? One UI, and I don't think LG had an official name for for their user interface. I know at the time they were calling it UX, which stood for user experience, and like they had like the UX 5.0, UX uh, 6. Um, I think that's what they called it. They didn't have like an official name. Like remember back in the day, we had TouchWiz, we had HTC Sense, we had Moto Blur. Um, I think it kind of went away from names, but yeah. Um, but that that would be like the only thing, as far as uh, you know, updates for LG devices. LG played the same the same game that Samsung plays, that Motorola plays, that a lot of OEMs play. And that is, it's more lucrative for them to just make devices that have the latest version of Android, and you buy them than to always, you know, support your device for three years or two years because they're losing money on that. Because again, Android is open source. So it's not like LG can say, okay, we have Android 11 for, you know, the Stylo 4, uh, pay $5.99, download and install. Like they can't sell Android. So when it comes to the whole argument state of they lacked software updates, that's pretty much every company, but it's not because they're too lazy to do it. It's because they'll just build a newer version of of the phone series and put the latest version of Android on that and say, hey, you want Android 11? You got to, you know, um, hypothetically speaking, you know, a style of five that's on uh, Android 10. Well, you know, get get the newer one that has Android 11. That, that's their... That's their mentality. And if anyone's going to say, well, that's messed up for LG to do it, well, then you got to say that for every other brand because that's what they do. True, LG makes many other products. However, it's still a melancholic situation for their mobile department. It is. It is. I mean, they're not shutting down making washers and dryers or smart TVs or any of that stuff. That's still, that's still going to go. 
you know, just their mobile phone department is done. So what does that what does that mean for LG devices? Are they relics now? You know, if you have an LG phone, are you going to hold on to it? Uh, make sure that it's still functional and, and does what it needs to do. Because I have a tablet. I have the, the LG G Pad 510.1. You know. Uh, do you know or what's your opinion on if there will be good deals on LG phones now? I wouldn't mind getting the V60 if it's good enough, a good enough deal, even though I love my, my G8X. So I think. I mean, to be honest with you, I think at this point, there's going to be some places that would probably have deals. You're really going to have to do your research on that. But I feel like that as far as like, I mean, if you're looking for a deal from like a private seller, you know, like on Swappa or on um, on OfferUp or Macari or any of those types of places, I think that people may, in fact, try to price gouge the hell out of LG phones because... Anytime something goes away, people look at it as profit. Like, oh, LG is not making phones anymore. I got a G8. Let's say that person bought it for 600 bucks. And they traded in something, so it got $200 knocked off, so they paid 400 for it. They're going to try to sell that phone for like seven or 800 bucks. Because they're going to think somebody's going to want it so bad to collect it that they're just going to make a huge profit on it. Um. So you're really going to have to do your research, but like, yes, there's going to be places that's trying to get rid of inventory. Um, so you want to look at those, at those types of places. Like, um, I don't know. I don't know if Fry's Electronics sells them. Um, you can even look through like, like LG, their website, buy it directly from the manufacturer and see if they have like some sort of like closeout sale. They gotta get rid of back catalog inventory, so they could have V60s, and they and they could be slashing prices and stuff like that to get rid of them. But private sellers, they're gonna they're gonna price gouge. <laughs> I mean, if you're willing to wait a couple of months until the dust settles after all this, then you may see somebody who wants to sell an LG V60, and it's probably willing to sell it at a cheaper price. So for me, out of all the LG devices I've ever had, the last... Oh, that's right. Fry's Electronics is gone. Um, the last known LG device that I own is right here, Pixel 2 XL. The last one. Still functional, still works. Love the uh, panda color on it and the orange power button accent. Manufactured with um, LG as a final partner with uh, Google before they completely took their operations away of working with LG and HTC. Because that's the thing I always have to tell people that Google bought a percentage of HTC's development team and brought them over to Google to help build pixels. And for a while, they used that development team and they used LG to build pixels. The 2XL was the last. The very last. After that, all um, productions of Pixels went to Foxconn afterwards. So LG will stop making displays too. They never said nothing about about um, about stopping from making displays. I don't think they'll make displays for mobile phones because I mean you know they, they still use their their display technology for their smart TVs. 
I don't know. I'm still hoping that this that that you know, I mean, this happens and something comes later on down the road, like three or four months later, that bounces uh, LG back. I really hope a partnership venture or something. Only because, uh, yeah, this is this totally sucks. Totally sucks. <sighs> They're just dropping one by one, you know. Pretty soon, who knows? Maybe Lenovo might get tired and, and completely kill the Motorola brand. And then that's going to be out the picture. That's right. Yeah, good point, Maverick. Network carriers will be the first ones to get rid of them dirt cheap simply because they know it won't receive any more support software-wise. Yeah, and I think, what was it? Um, I was watching... Uh, painfully honest tech and he said that lg would continue to support some of their lg devices for and they didn't they didn't specify how long so it's up in the air for how long but they said they will still continue to support it but they are shutting down the division there is no other lg phones coming this year and it was that by july the department itself will be shut down but they'll continue to do security patch software supports for their current ones. I, I, you can expect the LG Wing. You can expect the LG Velvet. And yeah, the, the latest LG devices will continue to get some sort of software support. But we can't expect them to go a year or two years. So that's yeah. <sighs> Sad as hell, man. Sad as hell. Um... Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to do something stupid. I was thinking about with a couple of the LG devices that I have, I was going to buy like a giant frame. Not as big as as that one, but almost to that size where I can put them in there and then, you know, they're in there. <laughs> Hang them up. People look at that. What is that? That's an LG phone. I can see that like 15 years from now. What's an LG phone? Those. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, man. Crazy. What is happening to mobile tech? I think that's going to be a follow-up story that I'm going to do on a live podcast. What's happening to mobile tech? Because it is going downhill. Absolutely is going downhill. Man, I heard if I'm correct... On this uh, LG, will still support current customers of the current devices. They'll support them, but it's not—it's not for an indefinite amount of time. Um, they just don't have a clear date as to when they're going to stop support. But when LG has that figured out, trust me, it'll hit—it'll hit the news sources to tell you if it's like they'll support these devices up until December 2021. That will come. Collectors' items, <laughs> LG mobile devices. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why not? You know, um, I know there's, there's people out there that's going to refuse to stop using their LG devices, and so they're going to continue to use them. I don't know. I might hunt for an LG Velvet just to have one. I mean, uh, Carlos unboxed one. He used one. He had some mixed mixed reviews about it, but Kathy had good things to say about the LG Velvet. And uh, um, what's her name? Akia Too Technical. Um, her video reviews on the, the LG Velvet was pretty solid, so I might grab one. 
just just to have one. Use it for a while, play around with it. I don't know. Anyways, guys, that's all I really have to say on LG. Just want to tell LG thank you so much for the amazing phones that you put out throughout the years. Some of them were very underrated and you know should have had you know should have did more marketing behind them. But um, I mean from 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 way back in the early days all the way up until now, you know, before smartphones, LG phones were great. Uh, the Optimus series, awesome budget mid-rangers and Again, my favorite one was the Optimus Slide on Virgin Mobile. Um, you have like the G series, the V series, the K series. One of my favorite powerhouse phones, the the LG X Power. You know, I'll never forget that phone. That phone was a beast when it came to battery life. The LG X Charge. Oh man! And then of course the one phone that never came to the United States that I thought was quirky, cool looking, and would love. Um, is uh which i use again like i said i used as a thumbnail for this video the lg aka god would i have like i would have been super happy if it came to the us and i was able to buy one sure it's quirky looking it's got these little characters that pair with them but i mean you know what uh it's an asian thing <laughs> i thought it was fun fun little idea it looked like the the lg g2 um just it had personality to it so yeah we're gonna miss you lg thank you so much for the for the for the great devices and the great years um yeah you know what i just thought about right now if i did decide to switch away from pixel couldn't get me a, an lg flagship that would pair with my lg tv because i have an lg smart tv and uh my tablet pairs with it but I know my tablet's not going to get any updates anytime soon. It's pretty much going to be on what it's going to be on. So, but anyways, thank you guys for coming in and chilling out with me, hanging out. Uh, thank you for the different perspectives and, and thoughts. And even shout out to uh, Dorian Grimes TV for coming in and conveying his disgust for LG. I mean, you know, all comments are welcome here, but yeah, LG Mobile's dead. Long live LG. So we can, it's safe to say, we can say life is good, but not for the mobile division. Y'all be cool. Take it easy. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Sorry, I'm very blase today. It's Monday. Gur Mondays. If you watch the replay up to this point, hashtag Gur Mondays. So I know that you guys are here chilling out and um, I will see you guys tomorrow. Take it easy.